So I'm gonna talk to you today on the topic of good pharma. Not good karma, but we're gonna talk about good pharma. Now the word, the word karma that I'm sure you're familiar with is rooted in, in Hindu philosophy and it's the law of cause and effect and, and or what, what goes around, we, I think we've said it, lots of us have talked like this, like what, what goes around comes around, right? Well, the Bible teaches a similar principle of life that's called seed time and harvest. Meaning that our choices and our actions and our words and our habits today are creating a harvest in our lives tomorrow. So today we're living in the seed, you're living in the, the harvest of yesterday's seed. And the seed that you sow today will be, will be what? It'll be your harvest tomorrow. And I wanna read out of Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse four reads like this. It says, whoever watches the wind will not plant. And whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. Say this with me. Say, don't hold back. Don't say it again. Say, don't hold back. Don't Verse six, it says, sow your seed in the morning. And at evening, let your hands not be idle. Somebody say, seed your future. So the writer here in verse four is using the analogy of a farmer and he basically, he's saying in summary, don't hold back. In other words, to the farmer, he would say today that you can't let, you know, that you can't let the bad weather hold you back. The farmer can't let gloomy forecasts hold him back. Farmer can't get all caught up in the farmer's almanac and let that hold him back. And, and the farmer can't get caught up in what the other farmers say and what the neighboring farmers say. And so he can't worry about weather conditions and he can't get too caught up in how tired he is because when it's time to sow, you gotta sow. When it's time to get out in the field, you gotta get out in the field. And so he's saying here in summary, he's saying, don't hold back. And the second part of his message is that the sower, the farmer, he has, to, he has to be relentless. He has to be tenacious. He has to be determined. He has to be faithful at sowing his seed. He has to make sure that he doesn't, doesn't stay in the bed too long on the, the, the gloomy, dark mornings. He's got to get up and he's got to do that. When it, when it is seed sowing time, he's got to get out there and he's got to do it no matter what. If the machines, the, 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 if, he's, if he's turning over the soil and the, uh, and the tractor's not, not good, he's got to call for help. He's got to get that thing repaired. 
He's got to get things up and going because he's got to get the seed into the soil. He's got to sow that seed in expectation and hope of the harvest. So I'd like today for you to want to, I want to first of all show you a picture and I would like to, I'd like you to imagine your future as an empty field. An empty field that is nothing, not, nothing in it. And here's what I want to tell you. I want to tell you that whether you do something or do nothing, there's a harvest in your future. There is a harvest. Somebody say, there's a harvest in my future. Come on, talk to me. There's a harvest in my future. For good or for bad, there's a harvest in your future. Individually, all of you today, individually, and as a church, wave church, there's a harvest in your future. People who are passive, there's still a harvest in your future. Whether you do something or whether you do nothing, there's a harvest in your future. Your future is like a dirt field. Lots of options, lots of potential, but there's nothing there yet. And you might think, well, Pastor Kevin, like, if you don't sow a seed, like, what do you mean if you're passive? You know, what I'm telling you is that people who are passive end up with stuff in their field, too. <laughs> they end up with a harvest of weeds. I mean, something's going to happen there tomorrow. Or they end up with a harvest of the, you know, the, I just want to have fun harvest or the or the or the 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 tick-tock crabgrass <laughs> or the video game crabgrass come on somebody know what i'm talking about sitting in your parents basement for years crabgrass <laughs> something's gonna happen in your future i said something's gonna happen in your future tomorrow is on the way and, and there's something going to be there, if you're passive, something's going to be there taking up space where good things could have been planted. And now I want to show you another picture, and, and this is what I call the picture of the field of your future. And just have a look at it. And first of all, just notice that around the field of your future, your, the field is within the kingdom. The field is within the kingdom. You see the kingdom around the perimeter there? It's like we got stuff like the Holy Spirit. We've got biblical worldview. We've got prayer and praise and worship and with. Our lives, when you give your life to the Lord, when you give your life to God, this is the whole point, is that we seek first the kingdom of God. Yeah. Giving your life to God means that we invest our lives into the kingdom 
of God. We become citizens of his kingdom. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We respect man, but we obey God. We're kingdom-minded people. And the territory of our life belongs to God's kingdom. Secondly, I just want you to notice that we've separated the field into five areas. We've got the healthy soul in the middle. Like your soul is the source of your life. That's why the writer of scripture says, I would that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul is prospering. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your soul has a future, okay? The, the other part of your field there, you can see healthy relationships. We, we're believing God for healthy relationships. Second part of your field that, that, that I wanna bring attention to is that you've got marriage and, 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 and you've got family and, you, and you've got friends and your relationships have a future. Your finances, the condition of your finances, there's a future financially for you that your, your body like today I don't know I don't know how you're doing health wise and physically but there's a future out there and today you are sowing seed if you got up and you exercise a day if you if you if you did a a few laps this week like if you did something people that do that you know what they're doing is that they're investing in health for their future amen your work life your work life what happens in your work and what happens in your future my point is what you do today is bringing out a harvest in your life tomorrow and i'm breaking it up like this and separating it because i just want to say things like this that that you know your 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 work life is important and it's important that you, when you go to work, you give your best, you do your best, and you put your heart into what you're doing, and the Bible teaches us to do that. But what you do and how hard you work at work will not necessarily give you a better relationship at home. It doesn't make your marriage better. Like, you can work really, really hard and, and, and have a prosperity and blessing you know financially in your life and some of those other areas can be blessed but that doesn't mean that your marriage is going to get better that doesn't mean that your children are gonna gonna honor you or love you or your family is going to be more connected you understand what i'm saying we got to invest specifically in different areas of our life seeding your future starts with selecting the right kind of seeds Come on, all of you in Seaboard, all of you in Norfolk, all of you in Richmond and Wilson. I know you guys are out there at other locations, other campuses today. Seeding your future starts with selecting the right kind of seed. Because God said in Genesis 1, Let the lamb produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the lamb bear fruit with seed in it according to their various kinds, and it was so. Let, 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 Let me illustrate this. The universal law is that everything produces after its own kind. 
So if you go to the seed store and you say, I'd like to buy some seeds, there's two things they want to know. And that is what kind and how much of it do you want? If you say, well, I don't know what kind of seed I want, then they're going to say, well, what kind of harvest do you want? See, you don't plant apple seeds and get a harvest of avocados. Can I get a little amen on that? Like, you don't plant tomato seeds and get watermelons. Anybody with me? I'm just talking truth right now. I'm talking about the, the laws of God. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't work any other way. And what's true in agriculture is also true in life. Our harvest, listen carefully. This could, this could really help some of you today if you'll just have ears to hear. Our harvest is predictable based on what kind of seed we sow and how much of it we sow. So a lot of people are like, well, there's, I don't know about tomorrow. I don't know. And they say it with a spiritual kind of thing and all that. Well, let me just tell you that the seed you're sowing today is the harvest you will reap tomorrow. It's as true as in agriculture. So if you're single and you don't know what kind of marriage that you want, then it doesn't matter what kind of person that you date. Hello. (laughs) You just date anybody. It don't matter. I just want a man. All right. (laughs) Don't complain later. I like to tell single people, you know, there, there is something worse than not being married. And that's being married to the wrong person. Come on, Wave Church. And for those who are married, if you don't know, What kind of marriage you want three years from now, five years from now, then it really doesn't matter what kind of attitude you have. It doesn't matter what kind of words you speak. Like if you don't care like that you're still together and happy and getting along and loving each other three years from now, five years from now, then just let it rip, tater chip. Like, just say whatever. (laughs) Act any old way, behave any old way, get mad, pout, slam the door, scream, fuss, yell. But if you care, (laughs) understand that that, those words and that attitude that you have is like a seed. Going into the ground today, Sheila and I, my wife and I were, we got on an airplane and we're sitting in in our seats already. We'd already put our luggage up and there was a couple that came and I think they were on a connecting flight or something and they were running a little late 
and they were, you know, they, they were older than us, and, and they got in there, and they're trying to get their stuff up, and the man puts his little, he puts his carry-on up above, uh, you know, up above on, on the, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and, and the woman's standing there with hers, you know, and, and, and he's like, he's just going to shut the door. And, and she's, she looks at him like, you know, can you help me? And he's, man, he mumbles. You know, and, and he grabs it and slams the thing down. And they're just right there. We're watching all this. They're right in the seats in front of us. He, he, he like picks it up and mumbling. And then she's grumbling back at him like, well, why do you want me to do it myself? Yeah, you have to bring so much. I looked at my wife and I'm, I, I said, let's not be that. Let's not be that. Let's not like just stay married. Let's have a great marriage. Let's not go there. Come on, am I helping anybody? Like if, if you want, if you want to have tension, if you want to have a, you know, miserable marriage in your future, just keep fussing at each other. <laughs> I think I'm on a nerve right now. <laughs> but if you want something good in your future, if you want things, good things in your life, can I just tell you right now that it's all about sowing good seed today because what you sow today Come on, somebody talk to me, is in the harvest tomorrow. And you know what? You can pray. I, I believe in the power of prayer. Anybody else believe in the power of prayer? I, I, I believe that it, it's awesome to have a, a, a dream or have a hope, like that's where it all starts. But can I just tell you that a lot of people right now, are they, they are substituting prayer for seed sowing and they're not meant they're not meant to be substituted it's not one or the other it is both that's what I call if you say well do I pray or do I sow seed I would say that is a dumb dichotomy like the farmer gets the seed in the ground and then he blesses it and he prays over it and he says God come on Bless what I'm doing. Bless our marriage. Bless our future. Bless our family. Bless our life. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And and praying for a harvest, wishing for a harvest. I don't know. I'm hung up right now a little bit. I feel like I need to hang out here. It is. It, it's, uh, it, it's 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 not going to take the place of your behavior and your attitude. And your choices. Like the farmer, please hear me, because some Christians, some believers, you just really need to be reminded of this. The farmer doesn't sit on the porch and say, Lord, give me a good harvest. Lord, I, I, I'm, I'm praying right now. I'm praying right now, Lord, for corn. I know last year I had wheat, but corn's doing better right now. I want some corn. Lord, give me some corn in the field. And Lord, make it a really bountiful 
And I think, again, I think a lot of times we're guilty of standing on the porch and praying rather than getting out in the field and sowing. Come on, what kind of, what kind of harvest do you want? Wow, wow, wow. Okay, let's go to the next one. Doing good always creates a harvest of good things. Doing good always creates a harvest of good things. Galatians 6 and 9 says, let's not be weary in doing good. At the proper time, we're going to reap a harvest if we don't give up. Somebody say proper time. time. Say it again, proper time. time. You know that in, uh, in agriculture, baby leaf lettuce takes just 15 days. Baby leaf lettuce, boom, ready to eat, 15 days. Cucumbers and peas take 40 days. Tomatoes take 90 days. An apple tree, four to five years. I don't know if you've heard of the Chinese bamboo tree, but it blows my mind because the Chinese bamboo tree, once, once the seed is in the ground, nothing happens for four years. Like it sits under the soil and, and you cultivate it and you make sure it has the nutrients, the water, whatever it needs. Four years, you don't see nothing. And then in the fifth year, hear me out, not only does it erupt out of the soil, but it literally grows 90 feet in one year. Yeah, somebody say, wow. wow. Come on, say, I love that word, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Back to the marriage, guys. You could help your marriage a lot if you would just, when you see your wife go, wow, like, just say, wow, wow, wow. It's a little tip for you. I know most marriage tips are more complicated and intelligent. I'm just giving you a simple one right now. Just, wow, wow. Don't stop saying wow. But isn't that amazing? 90 feet, one year. And my point is that some of you, what, what do you believe in God for in your life? Because I think while we're sowing seed into our legacy offering and we're investing into other people's lives and we're investing into the future, I think it's appropriate to, to consider what am I believing God for? What, what, what do we believe in God for in our future? And there, there, folks, there's, the Bible says, like, make, be anxious for nothing. Make your requests known unto God. Come on, we come boldly. We come boldly. One of the writers in Scripture says, with prayer and petition. And petition means write it down. And we do that at our church. We write it down. What, what are you believing God for in your life? And at this time of year, it, it's, an, it's a right time of year because you know what? God is a God of blessing. And God is a God of provision. And God is a God of prayers answered. And sometimes it takes a, long, a longer time than others. Some of you have children that you're praying for, their salvation, but they're so stubborn. They might be a Chinese bamboo tree. <laughs> and then other prayers are answered like, bam. It's like, you hardly got out of church and you prayed that for that in church and then you, you walk out and it happens that afternoon, your phone rings. Like, so it's amazing. But that's why the writer says, in proper time. 
if we don't give up. Amen? You know, I, I am never surprised when blessings find me. I get excited and I am thankful, but I've learned that I can expect blessings because I live my life to be a blessing. I am by nature an introvert. And years ago, when, and my wife will back me up on that. She is extrovert. I am introvert. And I, I, give, me a, give me a book, give me a quiet space, and, and I'm good. And, and, and too many people, and, and I, my, I go down. Like too much of that. I like some of that, but I, it's just not who I am. But I came out of my shell years ago. And I decided if I'm going to do what God's called me to do, I got to speak up, talk up. I got to be friendly. I got My wife used to tell me we go home after being in a group of people. We're starting a church and we're getting going. And, we, you know, and I've been in three or four nights this week and people, people meeting and, you know, shaking hands. And, and we go home and she, she would tell me, this is God truth. She would tell me, like, you were rude tonight. That's not good seed, Sheila, by the way. <laughs> no, it is good seed. The truth talking is good, right? Right? But she, I said, what do you mean I'm rude? Like, you, she's like, you know, you just like, you walked past people that would love to have said hi to you and shook your hand. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm tired. Point is, is that I have spent my life, and I'm not just saying this to brag. You'll see the point I'm getting to. I, I, I encourage people. I give my best to serve others. I sacrifice to see other people win. Now, let me just tell you on the flip side is that it, it's an amazing thing and it's a joy today because I don't, I'm not surprised when I get upgrades on airline tickets with no explanation. It's happened to me in the past couple months even, but it's been happening for 20 years. No explanation and no upcharge. I get, I, I get upgrades on hotel rooms. I, I walked in a room that was just a standard room, and, and, and my wife and I took a, a little break, and we thought we were, had an, you know, a standard room. I walked in, and it was the king suite up high, up like at the top, and I'm like, should we tell them? Or do we just accept the blessing of the Lord? Like, I, 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 and I just made sure we weren't paying for it. That's all. I, but I received, I received cards of gratitude and email gift cards. And I've sat in restaurants and have strangers pay for my meal. And the waiter will say, people bought your meal. And I'm like, where are they? Can I thank? No, they're gone. I don't know. I'm just saying to you, I know I'm not the only one that experiences this kind of stuff. I'm just saying to you that the same, that, that, that the way you sow, when you sow good, when you invest yourself, when you go out of your way to do good things, good will come back. Hey, true story. I walked into an airport on my way to a speaking engagement, and, I was, and it was Seattle, and I was, I was rushing quickly, and the moment I got into the airport, I realized everything had been changed, and the airline had changed the desk, and, and everything was in a different space, and I'm, now I'm confused, and lots, most of the time, somebody's traveling with me. That day, nobody was, and, and I got confused in that scenario, and so I quickly went, and I asked one of the ladies, I'm like, what, what, 
where, where do I go? What line? And she pointed to a really long line because they had, had to put everybody in less lines. And I'm like, I got to go to that long, long line? And she, she's like, yes, sir. I went down, took my suitcase, went down. As I'm getting in the line, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to miss my plane. And I was due to preach on, out here on the East Coast, actually. And I'm, like, I'm going to miss my plane, and I'm going to miss the service. I'm going to miss the event. I'm, what am I going to do? And as I'm thinking, an Asian man walks up to me, and he says, can I help you? And I got about four or five words out. It sounded like, you know, the, this. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm really confused, I thought. And he's like, come with me. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Come, 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 come. And I just started following him, you know. And I'm pulling my suitcase. He takes me out the door, down the sidewalk, those outside checkouts. And as we're approaching the outside checkout, he's kind of pointing like, like this. And, and there's a bunch of people out there too. And I'm like, well, great. What good is this going to do me? But he went behind the desk, went to the far end. I pulled my luggage in. I just kind of watched him follow. And I pulled my luggage and I got over, you know, equal with him. And, and he's like, and I stepped right up in front of him, number one, Uno, on the you know, in the line, and the other people are in this long line, I could feel their eyes looking over at me. <laughs> and, and he processes everything, and he's going to hand me the ticket, and he looks at me, and he says, Pastor Kevin. I had no clue until that moment. He's like, Pastor Kevin, God sent me in there today. He said, you helped so many people in our city and today, God sent me in there so that I could help you. And I want you to know that it is a pleasure and it is my honor today to serve you. Here's your ticket. Have a great trip. Now, I have no idea. Like, I have no idea except that when you put good things out, good things are going to come back to you. Hey, show, I want to show this graphic, things that did not exist 25 years ago. Just 25 years ago, Tesla, SpaceX, iPhone, YouTube, 20, just 25 years. Just 25 years. Just 25 years. Bible app, iPad, Zoom, DocuSign. Ladies, there was no Spanx 25 years ago. DoorDash, thank God for DoorDash. Why am I, show, why am I showing you this? Don't underestimate the possibility of what can happen in just a short amount of time. Some of you are 50 today, and you're only going to be 75 when a whole truckload of new things. And I'm not just talking about what's happening with things like SpaceX, and I'm talking about in the life of our church. I'm talking about in our children and the next generation. Come on, you have an offering coming up. 
And our church has been bringing an annual offering every year now for 37 years. Wow. I started 37 years ago. Wow. It was $7,000. And it's, it's up, I, I didn't really mean to talk about my church like that, but I'll brag on God. Okay, it's way up there in the, in the millions now. And what I want you to understand is that auditorium seats that people sit in were bought from a special offering. Right now, there's a whole new children's center being built in all of our locations and campuses. We're doing upgrades, and it's $1.6 million. There's no way we could do that if it weren't for the generous giving of people. And we do what you do. We have Convoy of Hope. We partner with them. We have other partners. But my point is that God's given us creative power for the future if we don't hold back. I said, if we don't hold back, if we don't look at the wind and we don't worry too much about what's around us and what's being said on the news. Come on, maybe we could have the biggest offering in the history of Wave Church in just a couple of weeks if we don't hold back. But I know people would say, well, you know, we don't know the future's uncertainty. Well, one thing I do know is that doing good is how we overcome evil. And the Bible says, don't be overcome by evil. Overcome evil with good. Kingdoms are in conflict right now. Come on, can we talk for just a minute? Like we've had fun and we, I, I hopefully you're going to leave here totally different than you came today. But I want you to know that in, in the season that we have right now and the opportunity that we have, I just want to remind you that the strife and the division that we're experiencing right now on the planet and all around us, like it's, it's not just political stuff. Don't be deceived. It's not, it's, we're, we're Christians. Let's not just think red and blue. It's not just social or racial. It's a battle between light and darkness. Come on, it's a battle between evil and good. And there has never been a more important time for us as God's church and God's people to invest in the future of the kingdom of God. There's never been a more important time. And I'm just gonna say, this because this is what God's put on my heart in this, in this season especially, is that our children and youth are surrounded by evil and darkness today. Our kids need us. They need the church. They need to grow up knowing who God is and what he thinks. They need us to teach them that they are citizens of God's kingdom. They need to know that there's no such thing as your truth and my truth, only the truth. <laughs> Come on. 
They need us to help them to know that they are not a mistake and who they are is not a mistake and their gender is not a mistake and their skin color is not a mistake and their ethnicity is not a mistake. Come on, church. They need us to teach them that all of us are created in the image of God. And while the world's doing all this chatter and all these other kinds of stories are being made up and created and fabricated and lies are being told, this is our time, this is our opportunity, this is our season as God's people to not hold back. Come on, not hold back, but seed our future. Let's seed our future. Let's be bold. One last thought for you. One last thought. It's in Genesis 26, and it's going to be on the screen because I want to go rapid fire with it. And this is a beautiful story to just summarize everything I'm telling you today. The Bible says in Genesis 26, there was a famine in the land. But the Lord appeared to Isaac and he said, don't go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in the land. Somebody shout stay. Stay. I will be with you, God says, and I will bless you. So Isaac, verse 12, planted crops in that land. What land? The land of the famine. He planted crops and that same year he reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. And the Bible says he became rich. His wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. And the point, the question, the thing I want you to ask yourself today is how different would Isaac's harvest have been if he had allowed the conditions and the circumstances to hold him back. How different would his harvest have been if he had allowed the famine that was in the land and the struggle that people around him were having to stop him in his role of sowing good seed. Somebody say, don't hold back. Come on, say it again, don't hold back. See, our future is determined in large part by how we respond to the seasons in our life right now. Right now today. And it's so important for you and I to just remember and to be reminded today, my prayer is that you will leave here and maybe you just encourage one another and say, come on, man, don't hold back. Let's not hold back in our, in our faithfulness. Let's not hold back in our commitment. We live in the world in a time the great resignation led to the great hesitation. And everybody's tentative and everybody's like not sure. Come on, let's not hold back, church. Let's be bold. Let's be courageous. Let's lean in right now. Let's be bringers right now. Let's be givers right now. Let's be generous right now. Because as we sow, we're going to reap. And I'm believing God. I'm just believing God for the best days ahead for Wave Church. I'm believing God for miracles in your life. And I mean that today. I know I don't know you personally, 
but I believe in God. You are part of the family of God. You are part of God's great church today. And I'm believing that as you sow, God's going to bless you. And you're not just going to reap a natural good harvest. You're going to reap a supernatural good harvest. I'm believing that this church is going to see children raised up and young people raised up. And your best days are ahead of you as a church. I'm believing God for that. Come on, anybody with me? Come on, grandpa, grandma, mom, dad. Are we believing for our children? <laughs>